Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Accommodation Show. This week, I'm joined by the wonderful, by the awesome Rebecca Ritter from Kangaroo Ridge Retreat. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Just something that we always do before we do any of our presentations and everything is an acknowledgement of country. So I just wanted to acknowledge the, uh, the land on which we're recording today, the Wurundjeri country and the elders past and present. We just want to acknowledge any of our First Nations listeners to this. This is a pretty international podcast. So greetings to the US and all other First Nations people listening today. Thank you. Sorry, Bart. <laughs> No, thank you very much for that acknowledgement. I think it's incredibly important and not something that we have done in the past, but something that definitely uh, I find important and something that when you mentioned, I was like, yeah, of course, we, we should. Um, and if I could go back in time and forward, it just kind of incorporate it all. I think it's very, very important. So thank you. I appreciate that. Now, Rebecca, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Uh, it's a bit of a uh, foggy morning where you are. You're out in the Yarra Valley. Um, you run a, an unbelievable operation. Um, I've known, I mean, we've been in contact with each other for maybe, what, three or four years, pretty much, I think, within months of me starting my business. And you've been achieving great things in uh, with Kangaroo Ridge. So, one... Thanks for coming on the show. Two, Pleasure. thanks for being awesome and having a great accommodation. And uh, it's great to see your success uh, in the industry and you, you're achieving some goals. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into it, maybe what I'll do is is ask you to maybe give introduce yourself and give some people people some context as to the kind of uh, business that you run. Hi, thank you. Thank you, Bart. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, it's quite a muggy, foggy, strange day, as you mentioned, and here up on the ridge. Uh, we run, myself and my partner, Simon, we run Kangaroo Ridge Retreat, and we took over Kangaroo Ridge Retreat in 2017, and previously it was a self-contained two cabins on the side of a ridge looking east, and since then we've done some refurbishments. We've got internet in the cabins, as you can see. We're sitting in the cabin and I'm streaming with you right now. And uh, what we've always been doing is making sure that we create a wonderful guest experience. And that's been the forefront of what we've done. So everything that we put in here with the customer focus, we or our guest focus and saying, is this going to make an amazing experience? Then we put it in here. So internet, streaming, but what really is great about here is the view. And if I can... I don't know if I can the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, it. Go, go for it. Yeah. To the view. And each one of our cabins has this. It, yeah, I was going to say that this is something which is so unique, right? Like it, it's, it's so rare. Like, of course, you've got different places that have amazing views. Mm -hmm. But uh, to have the luxury experience, to have the right experience, the right accommodation paired with the view, that's something that, that just doesn't happen that often. I have to give kudos to John and Olga who actually built Kangaroo Ridge in the, uh, in the early 2000s and they had an amazing, they created these amazing cabins on the side of the hill mm. or side of the ridge. So I wish we could have claimed that, but it's not. But What's really fantastic about the Yarra Valley is no matter where you stay or go, you're going to have an amazing view. We're just one of the mm. lucky places that has a 360-degree view of the valley, um, both sides, east, west, north, and south. Well, 
all sides, not all. Yeah, ones, wow. yeah. Uh, the cabins tend to look east, but we have a lot of experiences that take in the 360 degrees and the kangaroos, and it's fair. Yeah. We're very so, so you've got some, you've got some pretty insane uh, sunrises that happen, right? Oh my goodness, yeah, and sunsets. But sunrises are the the thing that the, the guests will get, whether they like it or not. So we've got block out curtain. <laughs> Someone's had a big night the night before, like a wedding night, they can block it out and then deal with it the next day. <laughs> Yeah, beautiful. Look, yeah, no, that's cool. And uh, so is there only there's only two units at the moment? At the moment, we would love to build another, a third. A third one was started by the previous owners, but um, because we are in Yarra Valley, it's a bushfire zone. Uh, they experienced the fires in 2009 down mm -hmm. here, successfully defended the area. Everybody in this, in the Long Gully region was safe. Uh but as a result of that, they never got through the next stage because they had to rebuild a lot of fences and uh, establish it again. So we're hoping to build that, but we've got to work really closely with the council with that. Yeah, amazing. And so when, when you bought the place, you would have had a bit of a vision in terms of what you can achieve, right? And you say, okay, we can, we can uh, be more profitable if we add more units, right? That's always the, the common denominator. But you can also drive more profitability by creating a unique experience um, by providing a better level of service, by adding more amenities, by doing all these different things, like you said. I mean, Wi-Fi, of course, you'd think it's quite basic, maybe not so much in the Yarra Valley. Um, but uh, my point being is that from your vision point of view, you would have had different opportunities that you could seize to try to make more money or to make the business viable, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And you guys have done it by creating a premium experience. Can you kind of walk me through some of your thinking and how you got to where you are? So when we started, it was so obvious really what they were offering and had about the view and we're pretty isolated. I wouldn't say well, isolated is the wrong word. Uh, I would say secluded. And it's one mm. of the places that a lot of the guests really seek out is that uh, you don't see anyone else. You're here by yourself. And I put a pretty big warning before people arrive here and say, we'll warn you now once you get up here you won't want to leave and therefore <laughs> that offered a uh, opportunity in that we could offer those there here also we didn't have any delivery service so forget pizza forget um any burger delivery or anything like that they just won't come up here and mm. it's also, that is a challenge when it comes to the services that we deliver as well. Like uh, if someone's delivering our linen and that sort of thing, the negotiation on the back end has also been a challenge. But that provided us with a really, really whopping opportunity to offer those services ourselves. So we mm -hmm. looked at getting the food class. We looked at getting a license so that we could actually sell alcohol. So we offer over 20 different types of wine here that you can just peruse through and have a wine tour in the cabin. Don't have to worry about driving. Don't have to go back down that driveway. It's not that bad, but it's a kilometer long and you don't have to, you, you can sit, enjoy your wine and listen to the kookaburras. If you can hear them there in the background right now, but 
yeah, yeah. No, I can't. I can't hear them. But uh, um, maybe, maybe when we when I listen back to it later on, I'll be able to pick them yeah. up uh, and then accentuate them a little bit. And I think that's the the great thing about I guess Australia in general is we have these unique views and we have this unique wildlife. Kangaroo Ridge, obviously, you're going to see kangaroos when you go there, um, and another kind of wildlife. Uh, I love the idea that it's secluded. You've got the unique views, which is great. And then you've paired it together with some unique um, offerings and getting your liquor license and getting uh, and serving food and that sort of thing. It's not a trivial task. You do have to put some thought effort yeah. into it to, to get yourself there. But then you can offer something that is quite unique with the seclusion as well. Yes, so I guess the challenges that I've had in ter- in the recent past has been the having to transition from self-contained to being a service. We use a really hidden hosted experience where mm. everything has been prepared for our guests and uh, therefore basically all they have to do is pack it, pack their next day clothes and then come because we've also got pajamas here ready to go so you can you (laughs) don't need to bring anything so that's been quite a challenging transition and just in the last six months our local councils changed up our waste like the waste collection units and they've got an organics bin and the recycling bin Mm -hmm. and reduced the general waste so instead of having a weekly waste um uh our general waste being takeaway is every fortnight and it's literally uh more, it's more than halved how much we can actually dispose. So that meant that we had to prepare our guests to say, you can't bring anything with you because we know how to handle <laughs> our trash. We'll sort it and then yeah. we'll put it through the, the waste. And so take, that- your, take your trash with you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really a non-BYO style of offering. And while it's fantastic, most guests get it, but when, when we get a big pile of leftovers, um, it's a bit, it's one of our challenges, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're totally, working on to- Totally get that. Um, and I think that we've got guest expectation. But what I want to do is I want to rewind a little bit because, folks, cool. today I wanted to – or the reason why I got Rebecca on the show is because she and Simon, or Rebecca and Simon, won a gold award at the Victorian Tourism Industry Council Awards. That's correct. And – that's a huge achievement because Victoria is a, a large state. There's a lot of people that enter. There's a lot of different offerings. And this was done over a series of steps over a bunch of years for mm, you to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's huge value that you can bring. And there's two things that I want our audience to think about when you're thinking about your accommodation. One is, how would I apply for an award? And is it something that's cap- that I'm capable of doing? And then what are the commercial benefits of even kind of striving to apply for awards and potentially winning them? And one of the things that I think a lot of people get into their head when they're building their business, like, oh, I could never win an award. You know, I could never do it. It's not going to, it's not, you know, I don't have a view like Rebecca does, right? I'm not on a ridge. But that doesn't preclude you from providing an experience that can be award-winning. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the process um, of applying for awards uh, because Rebecca is very, very good with applications. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
because we applied for one together uh, years (laughs) years ago and then um but then also the the product and everything else so uh tell me a bit sort of i take it you've applied for a bunch of awards in the past and uh, tell me the sort of the process that you go through in terms of even just rationalizing uh whether you should apply for an award or not um so i guess I, I guess I back up. This was actually the first award that we applied for. Like, yeah, uh, it has taken a series of of not attempts, but it has had a series of build ups towards t- towards mm. it. So that the VTIC, um application for the tourism awards is actually quite uh, it's a mammoth task. So therefore, it does you do need to build up to it and i have to give kudos to a little bit of my his my background in um research and that a lot of what i my experience has been in grant writing so i guess that's why i fast tracked the actual application but going back to that we uh had a we we wanted to look professional from the beginning we wanted to look we wanted to play amongst the we wanted to join the game amongst the industry so that it wasn't a side hustle it wasn't a i've got a hobby business on the side in mm. 2018 i actually was i uh, i um finished working at the university and actually started working in kangaroo ridge retreat full time and uh so therefore getting the respect between the within the yarra valley and other businesses that are in the yarra valley meant that we would need to be accredited and also start hitting up and getting into the magazines and getting paid and getting attention and getting attention from the the industry itself so that was our goal about why we why we're doing the things that we're doing for the the award and also Mm. the accreditation and um also uh to so where am i so when i to actually do the award uh the first time we had attempted was last year so the 2021 22 mm-hmm. uh financial year however i think a lot of our colleagues in the industry recognized that that year was a massive year so we were running at 150 mm. percent yes. essentially so the time that i had available to actually uh, commit to the application process meant that yeah, I just couldn't, I just couldn't give it the attention that it needed to. So, and I didn't want to do just an application. I wanted to do an excellent job. And so I withdrew from that round. And, um, this year at round June this year, another thing our colleagues might actually recognize that there's been quite a downturn. So there was a lot more free Mm. time in terms of what I could do and focusing on the business and trying to refocus what we're doing. So that's when I was able to apply with a lot more spare time or spare capacity to do it. I linked up prior to actually applying, I was already linked up with our regional tourism um, council, excuse me. I know that's okay. My phone's ringing, but I don't need to answer it right now. Um, (laughs) The, the, um, so I had, uh, I linked up with the regional tourism and also Prior to that, we'd been with Yarra, uh, Yarra Tourism Network, Yarra Valley, the business owners in the in the industry, which you're also part of. So I already was talking with like-minded businesses and, and networking through the businesses. But through the regional tourism, there I was linked up with a mentor. They actually had uh, uh, some funding 
to support people to apply for the for the awards and they and so I was linked up with a mentor who helped me guide answering the question she didn't write it at all but I she was making sure that I was answering the mm. questions that were asked by the Victorian Tourism Council to actually make sure that I had all my points ticked off when they were assessing the the application to give a give an idea of how big it is you have to submit I think more than 12 pitches and 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 um uh, visuals and 10,000 words over five questions. So it's quite a big wow. application um, and yeah. very reminiscent if you've ever had to do a grant proposal or a um, tender or something like that where you talk about your expertise, about your business, you've got your marketing campaign. And if you've already established these documents prior to actually applying you can you've got you've already got fast you're already fast forward so being accredited i had those already yeah Yeah. and so that was that was what was um that's what made it i was able to do it but there are businesses that haven't gone through the accreditation process or the other things through vtic who also have won awards so it's it's not necessary but it it's a build-up as as you described before yeah, and that's right. So, I mean, there's a few things that you're super conscious of. So one was how you're going to represent your business in the first place. And that that is the enabler to potentially win the award, which I'm going to come back to in a second, because I think that's incredibly important. And I want to get some of your thoughts as to why you would do it that way. And, and uh, that transition from side hustle to, to being recognized and why that that's potentially important. Uh, the interesting thing is, is that you kind of admitted that you kind of gave it a go. And you went, all right, we did, we're, we're halfway there. And now we've had a look at it and geez, this is a, a big application and there's a lot of work that's going to go into it. Not that you're afraid of the work, but just going, we're going to be in a better position now that we understand it a bit better to then apply the following year. And I think that that's the, the first key step in any kind of award is really understanding what it entails yeah, that's true. and what kind of workload you're going to be under to get there. Because a lot of these things we have, right? It's like doing your taxes or whatever. A lot of the stuff, if you're well prepared, it's easy, right? It's You've got everything ready. You've got all your receipts. You just put yep. them into zero and, and you're done within, within half a day or however long, right? But if you're not prepared... Um, you don't have these things sorted (laughs) they're all there right you've got everything that you need but they're all over the place and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you need to pull this information data together and that was where you had your struggle from the first year and then uh then you're like all right this is what i need to do and then it just allowed you a bit more room to go okay we're gonna have to think about what photos we're gonna need we're gonna have to think about how we're gonna answer these questions and make sure that we're ready for them for the following year is that about right that's pretty correct yeah that's pretty much in a nutshell yeah uh but with that said also the big companies for example like uh zoo zoos victoria or um like the big tourism operators that you see mm. in your industry they also have teams that do this so that's why they regularly apply and so from i entered in the hosted accommodation section so that's the typical bed and breakfast accommodation and the typical operator in the bed and breakfast space are are families you know mom and dad so they're doing everything they're doing the accounting they're doing the changeovers they're doing the 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 whole the guest service so it's a big call to actually have all of those things ready to go or to write about those things so it 
it's not something that you can go, okay, this year we're going for an award. It's more that we're going to an award and my goal is to finish it, finish it and then build on that further. And that's how I attempted it. It was just, um, I had a lot prepared apparently, (laughs) but also, sorry, I had, I have to, and I forgot to mention this before. And one of the big things that we take in our business is we collaborate. None of what we do for Kangaroo Ridge Retreat, I've done myself. I've done it with a group of people and that's been partnerships with other businesses. That's been um, within the networks of the business. There's yourself as well on when Mm -hmm. we talk and we talk about industry and the small little ideas that we go. I've got a lot of business partners in terms of the offerings that I get that are with champions that I think are doing a really fantastic job. So I'm not alone. And in that regard for this application, not only did I have a mentor prior to getting the mentor, I'd actually partnered up with Hoppet, one of our, one of the biggest, mm. uh, one of our, we're huge fans of Hoppet and what they do. And for your listeners and your watchers at the moment, they're a little, little, I don't think they're little anymore, but they're a, a hop on, hop off business and they are re- bringing guests from Melbourne and out into the regional areas of Victoria. It's fantastic. And it's, there is quite a difficult, aspect of being in the Melbourne and jumping into say Yarra Valley. So they're offering that service. And we, because we're friends and we work together, the collaboration is we read each other's applications and we saw it from how I see their business. And I commented it and say, you do this great, you do this great, you do this great. And because of the, because you're working inside, you don't generally get to see the forest for Mm. the trees. And they did the same thing with us. So uh, partner up with someone else, not necessarily another person that you're competing with, another business that you're competing with, but there are other businesses in the local area that you can actually both benefit from it. Incidentally, Hoppet also got gold. <laughs> it does work. So the, 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 the crack team. <laughs> so, yeah. Look, the, the, the big learning from this, and, and uh, when we set up iBooked Online, the Tourism Network Area Valley was one of the first ones that I joined. And I remember... Even uh, talking to, to I think Christy might have been the president or used to be the president. And she's like, oh, you should join and pay the fees. And I, I'm just starting my business. I'm like, oh, where am I going to put all my money, right? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I'll join this, this, this network. And then the payback isn't instantaneous. It's all about building those relationships and getting to know everyone. What I really want to know from you, Rebecca, like I understand, I know very well why you're part of TMYB and and that you're networking. The one thing that I want to learn is uh, you said that at the start of the business or at the start, you wanted to represent yourself in a certain way before kind of doing that network to become, I think you might've said an industry player or, or, you know, I, I might be mis mis uh, quoting you, <laughs> but I'm really interested to see, to, to hear your philosophy. I mean, like ultimately you've only got two rooms that you can sell. You've got a limited capacity in terms of stock. Um, you could potentially just put your property onto an OTA and off you go, right? Like you can, you know, that just, just sell in that way. <laughs> um, but there's value that you saw in building something more substantial and to gain credibility. Why was that important to you to build that credibility? And then what difference do you think it's made in the business? I guess, and I don't want to deride what everyone else's business model, because it's all, all due to total respect to people who just do it as a weekend thing and have like as a side like a side little hobby. 
I tend to myself, my partner as well, don't tend to do things like that. So it's not a hobby. And if I want to spend um, some amount of time thinking about something, I want to do either be the best or amongst the best. And being a leader within what we offered was something from the go get. And also we have we had a mortgage to pay off. So I wanted to make sure I could squeeze as much as I could out of what I could potentially make out of the cabins. So that meant having a system of um, book direct because you're looking at um, those commissions when you have to, when you yeah. when you sell through an OTA it's quite um, it's quite a big bill at the end of the month that you get if you have a large proportion of your of your guests coming through there and uh, it's also a competitive space so you're also competing on price amongst the guests that are coming and staying overnight so I wanted to get the biggest bang for my buck I guess for the for what we offered and coming from Melbourne, I know how people can be quite uh, discerning in their taste and uh, yes, myself, my, I know what I like to get. So I thought mm, that was something sure. missing from yeah. the millennial market, particularly when we first started um, in the bed and breakfast space, because yeah, I didn't find anything that really quite catered for what we were after, which was, I want a view, I want everything on hand. I don't want to go anywhere. But also, I don't want to pay an inflated mini bath price. I want to actually be able to experience what it is to be like a local here, and that's mm. similar to what Airbnb try is offering: be live like a local and sit, have be hosted. So there's a lot of learnings from Airbnb that mm. we did that in the past as well, just hosting you know, sure. a, re- a room in our house. But um, that's. Uh, when we started, the potential with the view was just so ob- so obvious that we just built upon that and said, when the view goes, so when the fog comes up, you look in the room because there's no view to look at. It's complete white out. And then so trying to make this a beautiful, beautiful space, a comfortable space was mm. the second part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So and then... Um... I I really resonate with with a lot of what you're saying and and there's when you you can create a higher value product through putting together a really great uh, experience and and dealing with something that's quite limited. Uh, One of the other things I wanted to ask was about the you wanted to be seen amongst your peers as being professional. That was something that you mentioned. Can you kind of run me through why that's important or why that was important to you? I don't. It's a slight insult when you get asked. Oh, so you run an Airbnb? <laughs> so, and then anybody who has more than one and has a managing group and they have more than one. So that's why I don't want to say deride a person who has one Airbnb and say. But there's a slight when you're at a different. You're running this as a business and as a as something that you're living. You're, you've got a team that you're supporting. You're supporting mm. lo- locally as well, like local businesses as well. So coming back and saying, oh, so I run a B&B, Airbnb too. You're like, yep, yeah. fantastic, excellent. <laughs> so tell me what, tell me about what you do. And so, but it's a little bit, yeah, it's a pride thing, I guess, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. I do want to be, I do want to be able to go to another business who has making an amazing an amazing wine for example is becoming very well known for it and say hey we've got uh i'm from kangaroo ridge and um we'd like to see if we can sell your products in our cabins 
to not be ignored and to actually go, oh, yeah, that would be great if we partner up, we can actually create an amazing experience together. So that's, um, I can tell you when you first start in an area, a supporting local when you just start going and say, hey, I've got a bed and breakfast and I would really like to have your products, you generally go, oh, yeah. You get a response of, oh, yeah, yeah. lovely. That would be nice yeah. if you have it. But obviously, because, because you don't know whether it's going to go anywhere, right? Exactly. It's, it's got nothing to do with the person, right? No, it's got nothing it to do with that. You don't know them, but you've just heard the story so many times. That, okay, that's great. And then you're like, well, you know, you need to see that effort being put in of, of where they're going to go and where they're going to take it and, and their kind of involvement in the community. And, and what I really like about it is that you've got sort of two benefits. One is obviously for your supply and, and, and products and all those sorts of things. But also from the other side that you talked about already is from uh, ideas, right? And understanding what's going on in your local area and being able to uh, work together collaboratively to, towards create to bettering ourselves as business owners because it's 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 bloody hard on your own when you don't have a team of people when you don't have massive cash coming in. There's a lot of things that you don't have. There's a lot of benefits of also that you gain by being um, on your own, but it can also be quite challenging and having that network of people can be great. And the more you can show that you're doing cool stuff, then the more people will have more meaningful conversations with you. That's yeah, very true. And also, I guess, uh, in prior to the lockdowns, a lot of, uh, the, a lot of businesses came to us talking about our social media because we, because we've got a millennial market, our social media was quite, um, in the forefront of our marketing. And, uh, I mean, it's broad, our market's broadened now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but sure, in the beginning yeah. we it's were changed. just, we were really hitting that. We were really focused on, on providing a millennial for our millennial market. And, um, so that we, we were brought, we were approached quite a few times for that. And also the IT stuff in the background with our website, mm. cause it's quite a, I would say quite a nice website. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty um, good. No, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I, I've always had a huge amount of respect for you in terms of what you've built and how it looks. Um, there's uh, a lot of elements that we could easily borrow for and, and add into our websites that we build for people. Um, so I think you've done a great job. And I guess that's another thing that lends itself to having you on the show. It's, it's for, for people to go and have a look and see what's actually possible, even at, at, at a smaller scale. Yeah. And you can build these websites. That's true. And I, I guess the, the biggest challenge I think uh, I have is that, yes, we're ambitious, which is pretty obvious for from the go-get of where we wanted to stand amongst um, our colleagues. But our scale is small. So when when you talk about the scale and what's on offer for at our scale, where one of the biggest challenges, one of the other challenges that we have is actually the cost benefit of certain things. Because mm. if you've got to subscribe it like a an emailing list that has a subscription, if you've got a your booking engine has a subscription and you've got so all the different things that you could do that would be amazing add-ons to what you do, they start adding up. So you need to keep him I try to and i guess that's simon's role in in our partnership here is that he reminds me of what our key what we what our key thing is so mm. when lockdown when the lockdowns happened while that was a very um very challenging period it's also because it was so challenging meant that a lot of creativity was sure. as a result of that so we just released our pajamas but as a result of releasing the pajamas meant that we um 
we could now put on online shop. Um, yeah. Try and find online shops templates or online <laughs> hotels that have an online shop was actually hardly, hard, there was hardly any. I think I could find only about three, one in Denmark, one in Melbourne, and um, the Lawn Retreat had one, which was fantastic. I was like, oh, finally someone that I can see what they how they're actually positioning the shop as more than just a mm. souvenir shop, for example. Yeah. Um, other things, different experiences, making sure you're online, having a window sharing, having Wednesday winos, for example. So there's like this big, um, a big maintaining this uh, creativity that, and the lockdown kind of allow, allowed that. But once we opened back up, going back to focus on what our core business was, had, yeah, I've, I've forgotten where I was leading with this, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, meant that you can yeah i've completely forgotten where i was going do you remember where i started we started from the website and then you went into the online shop and that's yeah yeah so i go, um, go back to there yeah so bringing yeah. it back into the online shop and trying to actually remember who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it and then having an online presence that actually shows that so yeah, yeah, there's been a few iterations of everything. So. Yeah, awesome. So look, I'm looking at those pajamas in the background, and you've kind of you've done that that little head sway a few times now. I was like, oh, I didn't, we need to get some of those. So uh, everyone, uh, start ordering some. Can people order them if uh, if they haven't stayed with you? Oh, yeah, we've got a. Uh online you can book them online if you like we've got an online shop <laughs> so uh, i'll be interested to see over time how many people buy them off yeah. the back of this but uh, i want to um as we're sort of uh, rapidly firing through time i want to kind of just quick fire through the awards and quick fire through some of the key concepts some of the key ideas what you won the won the award for the benefits of it i think we i've covered in other episodes in the past and i think that we don't need to labor that point uh, what i would like to know is um what what was the main criteria that allowed you to win your award? I'm not quite sure, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, so what what, what, were the, what were they asking for? So you what were the main asked, things? So you got asked about your business plan, your marketing plan. Uh, I think what you were actually you're assessed within a within the, the financial year period so you have certain projects that you wouldn't actually be doing when you run your business that you've mm -hmm. implemented over time um so i had to talk about those projects and uh which is a bit disappointing because the 2021 thing was the pajamas and i couldn't talk about <laughs> pajamas in this application yeah. um and uh we're almost sold out so i'm pretty proud of them but uh, <laughs> Get on it quick. I know, I know, but uh, so, um, but and then um, your sustainability and the can and your uh, contribution to the industry. So it's quite a holistic way of looking at your business. And if you're just starting, it's pretty difficult to have examples of everything that mm. you can fill up. But I think I, I'd like to say our point of difference, which is not being in the traditional bed and breakfast market and not competing at the at the self-contained level which is what a lot of the airbnbs would fall into where they've got their own kitchen mm, and, and sure. really different yeah, yeah. differentiating ourselves within within that and having this hidden hosted experience where we're hands off but we set up everything and get it ready for the guests before they arrive and and uh, i think we talked about it uh, over christmas and i think you said that the some of the judges actually came to visit um 
Is that right? Or is no, there, my mentor is there no... did. Well, no, I'm oh, not. Your mentor did. My mentor came to have a look at what we offered. Um, okay, cool. Um, I'm not sure if the oh no. So you do get a site visit. That's that they do. So you get you get a site visit as part of the uh, the application yeah, process application, yeah, and cool. having all your documents in order <laughs> and not being nervous um, when they do that is a tip. I would <laughs> <give you. laughs> um, so. Uh, I think I distracted him a little bit with my extensive wine list because we had all the wines out and he was, and he was part of the wine industry and he's like, oh my uh, gosh, oh my gosh. I'm so like, that, yes. That's, that's the secret. Meanwhile, and I, I think, my to do yeah, this. And I, I think that's something which is really important. I mean, like all these little value adds, there's um, another client we work with called uh, the Post and Telegraph and they're um, also into wines and whiskeys and all sorts of uh, great alcohol. But the problem with expensive wine is that you can't drink a whole bottle unless you've got enough people to drink the bottle with. And then they found a way to reseal the bottle, like to take all the oxygen out. And there's some sort of a system. Okay. I don't know this system, but no idea how it works, but apparently it can be done. So you can preserve the wine and then have it for way longer. And then you could share it across multiple guests. And I remember talking to the owner, he's just so excited. He's like, I can't wait to share all these great wines with people. And that's the same sort of thing. I think they've got like four or five rooms. They're not huge, but they want to create a unique and special experience for people. Um, and that's kind of what, what you guys are doing as well, which I imagine would have lent itself towards the awards. And I think also that aiming to be professional, aiming to run it is a bit like is a business, not as a side hustle. And to represent yourself in a, in a certain way, I think that would lend itself very well to, yeah. to being deserving of, of those kind of awards. It's not just about the view is what I'm getting at. Yeah, uh, I guess so. But I think the view is uh, um, not a crutch that we le le in the beginning we lent on it because we didn't have very much in the mm. back in the in the cabins. I was looking at some yeah, of the sure. photos from our early times. <laughs> that back wall was completely bare. We didn't have sure. that bed head, for example. That bed head was just by chance. My my grandmother uh, felled a tree in Hillsville, and the yeah. guy who felled it was like, "Please don't let her burn it for firewood," because she had a a fire oven pretty much going on 24 7 she was 90 right. years old and so he convinced her to uh, cut planks and they were like almost five meters long and we were lucky enough to get two of those planks and stick them on the wall wow. so there's a bit of a story behind that but <laughs> i was going Something spurred me on that sorry i've lost track again <laughs> no that's all right look uh, i guess the, the main thing is, is is creating those points of difference. When you're applying for an award, have yeah. a look at those awards before you uh, before you do one. That costs you nothing to go and have a look at what the criteria is, what the process is, and start to get your, your stuff together and get yourself organized. Um, also, think of your business in a uh professional way and strive to always do better other things that we've learned today is networking so uh, getting together with your local communities yep. meeting people meeting local businesses uh, being involved uh, in the local area is important it doesn't matter what size of business that you are and there is there anything else that you feel that we should be sharing with people in terms of awards and and that sort of thing i think the biggest thing was the collaboration part of it and the collaborations that we have to our core with what we do because if you work together you all come to get you you all build up together and mm. uh even though you may you may have access through to have a mentor which is fantastic um or you might have the funds to pay for someone to mentor you 
um, there's some industry leaders that you can tap into um, and your regional board will be able to give you an idea of where, who to actually hit up for that. Um, but if you don't have access to that, but you know someone who's also applying for the award and maybe not competing on the same award category, do it together and keep each other answerable to those criteria and read each other. Like the Hoppet, the Hoppet partnership, when we did our awards together, it, I really valued their, their insight to how they viewed my business from their perspective as a supplier for my guests. And I think vice versa was true for them because they don't see some of the value well they assume it's there you assume you're reading about it but you can actually they'll actually point it out and you'll point you were able to to really illustrate that a lot better when someone actually says you should you do this really well did you know yeah 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 exactly beautiful look um rebecca i think uh I think we've given people loads of different things to think about um, uh, when they're thinking about awards and their businesses overall. So thank you so much. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for being a winner. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, that's uh, it's really cool. I'm, I'm, I don't know, am I allowed to say that I'm proud of you? I, I think, you know, just watching your growth in the industry and watching what you do and watching your positives positivity and enthusiasm has been really great you know like there's every single time i've ever talked to you it's always been on a positive note of you know what can we do better what can we achieve how do we do things uh, so um thanks for being a friend thanks for coming on the show thanks for winning awards and uh i i i wish you a, a huge amount of success in, in the business moving forward and um, i'm hoping that we can do some more interviews in the future thank you thanks for having me and all the best too for the for the coming year. I mean, big things happening this year. So exactly right. So look forward to seeing what happens. Beautiful. Now, folks, if you want to reach out to Rebecca, then there'll be the links in the show notes. Also, uh, make sure you get some self, yourself some pajamas from kangaroo.ridge.com.au, is it? Yes, that's correct. Uh, that's <laughs> this correct. is not meant to be a plug for my pajamas. I've had- <laughs> Come and stay. Come and stay. They're really comfy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, folks, if you enjoy the stuff that we're making, make sure that you like and you subscribe. Give it a share with your networks, um, especially if you're in Australia, in the local area. Um, Let's work together towards making our business better. Rebecca, thank you so much once again. You are amazing. And we'll speak again soon. Thank you much. Thank you very much. And all the best. Have a great day. Take care.